Hello, good people. And welcome to Perk Up Your Morning Podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Chris. And we're two engineers, husband. And wife. On a quest to spread positivity near and far. While every piece of news or story is important, we want to help break this cycle of only hearing about the drama, negativity, and unfavorable things, and help you to feel more positive about the happenings of the world. Grab your coffee or other beverage of your choice and perk up your morning with us to hear good, do good, and spread good. Hello, good people. How's it going? It's been a little bit since you've heard from us. Yeah, I think it's been about three weeks this time. We fell off the wagon again. We didn't fall off the wagon. Well, we... We fell face first <laughs> into a nice grassy field, took a little nap in there, and then now we're back here to tell you about our findings. Sure, let's go with that story. It just sounds a lot better. Grassy and lots of sunshine. Okay, I'll take it. That sounds good to me. So in the time since we you've last heard from us... We've had some good things happen. Do you want to go first? Sure. So this weekend, and part of the reason why we're a little bit late on sending this out, I finally got to tear up the front lawn, throw down some new seed. So hopefully in two-ish weeks, we'll get some grass starting to come in. That would be nice. And we finally, finally, after a little over two years now, actually found out what it means to be a homeowner. If they, if there is one project that says homeowner, it is ripping out your front lawn. <laughs> and to be fair about it, we had sawed originally, so we had to tear down underneath the dirt to get all the roots of the sawed out so that we could actually plant grass that would take. You know, here, here's to a better looking front lawn. I hope it was worth it. I also hope so. Yeah. At least we had fun. We did. How about you? Any good things happened to you? Yeah, I always have, like, little good things, but I'm trying to think of one specific. What, can you think of something? You just gave me the wide eyes. I can think of something for you. What? You sent me a beautiful picture the other morning. Oh, were we talking about the sunrise? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, it is the cool time of year where, unfortunately, the days are shorter, so the sunrise is later in the morning and sets earlier in the day, but... There are some really cool sunrises that come out of it. So I am walking the dog right at the peak time of actually getting to see some really cool sunrises along with the changing foliage. So it is a nice way to start the day. We'll have to share it on social media. Yeah, I can do that. Yay. <laughs> All right. So what are you drinking today? Well, to go with the fall season, I have some nice, cool apple cider. And sneak, sneak, sneak for all of you. It is not the morning. It is at night right now. So I'm actually eating part of my dinner, which is a smoothie. <laughs> so I have a blueberry spinach and Greek yogurt smoothie. She says eating. It was a full liquid. She can drink okay, it. Okay, I am drinking. <laughs> it is still technically a beverage. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. This is a lighthearted story to kick off your Monday, especially now that all schools are back in session and picture days for students have either happened or are right around the corner. Every pet is a member of the family too, right? Well, for a very studious cat, he was able to participate in picture day with his human siblings. Ziggy, the cat who regularly sneaks into school, definitely has a fear of missing out on the fun in his home country of Wales and really wanted to make sure that he left his mark on the students, teachers, and parents that day. He strolled into school and willingly hopped up onto the photo stool. His mom, as well as his human siblings, were tickled when they found that his pictures were sent home by the school. 
Even when Ziggy isn't a willing photo day participant, he often comes to school to sleep on books, stroll around, and even walks in and out of the classrooms while they're being used. He really thinks of the school as his second home. His school photo now is on the mantelpiece of his home next to his siblings as a fun reminder of his antics. To see the funny photos of Ziggy on Picture Day, check out the link for this story in the description of today's podcast. Oh my god, I love this story. I just, while listening to it, I had the thought of Ziggy zigzagged his way up to get his picture taken. Oh my lord. (laughs) But in all seriousness, this reminds me of when we walk Bond by our local school. And we'll walk him around the perimeter of the school. And as we are, we're like, do you want to go to school? <laughs> yeah, we'll prompt him. We will We will literally say, do you want to go to school? And then I, I have fun whenever we go up there. And I have a voice for Bond. And I pretend that he is a professor at the elementary school. <laughs> and, he, and his motto is, wherever you pee, that is where you teach. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually the cutest thing, though, where... A cat or whatever other sort of animal you have as a pet will want to follow you to whatever you're doing. And I, I just think it's amazing where, you know, these kids can have something to look forward to, such as this cat. And it's a constant in their lives. And animals bring so much joy. So I think this is amazing. This piece of goodness goes to show that even in a disaster like a hurricane, some good can come. A few days before Hurricane Ian hit, A Florida woman lost her wedding ring. Her husband and her children searched around her home for the the ring with no luck of finding it. They evacuated because they knew the hurricane was coming and the woman just wrote it off saying that the ring was something that was replaceable as compared to their lives and they just had to go. Returning after the devastation from the hurricane, they started cleaning up around their home. When the husband was cleaning up some of the fallen branches, He found in the bush, next to the garage, the ring lying on top of some leaves. It was an amazing sight, because it was just lying right there, right next to their garage. And in all the probability in the hurricane, with the high force winds and everything being blown around, it landing just right there is really something special. So first of all, I just want to say that I hope that everyone who's been affected by Hurricane Ian, or really any other hurricane, that you're okay and you're recovering properly and that there wasn't too much damage to yourself or your home. Second of all, this is our second Lost Ring story. and I, I just mentioned that to Chris and I thought it was funny how we've now covered two of these before and they have been his stories too. But I think that's amazing how, you know, things like this can just work out. So if there's something that is lost to you that's precious, it will make its way back to you, hopefully. And it it seems like that's the case here. I'm just prepping my wife for when I lose my ring while doing yard work. Okay, no. (laughs) So that she's not mad at me. (laughs) Too late. (laughs) But on the note of lost stuff while we were tearing up the lawn this weekend, we found a lost dog tag. Yeah, that was weird because nobody's owned this lot before us. Yeah, so it must have fallen off a dog that came by to pee on the lawn. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Either way, a lost thing that we had managed to find. This next story is also from the UK today. Would you be able to reach out to a stranger on the street to tell them something, whether it be alerting them, asking them a question, or providing a compliment? 
In the United Kingdom, 2,000 residents were surveyed by a company called Pepperami as a part of their marketing campaign to live more spontaneously, and it was found that 40% of those individuals, quote, consciously limit, unquote, themselves in life because they fear criticism. It was also found that one out of three of those individuals worry what other people think if they were to be more adventurous, and 43% hold so much of themselves back that they believe that people would be surprised to learn about their true personality. That's crazy. What's even more interesting is that much more than 50% of the respondents said they would feel more alive when they were outside of their comfort zone, but were frequently too scared to go there. The respondents compiled a list of the top 10 things they wish they could do freely in public with complimenting a stranger coming in at the first spot. Here's the top 10 things from that survey that adults wish that they could do freely in public. So number one is compliment a stranger. Number two is go to the cinema or the movie theater alone. Number three is walk down the street singing loudly. Number four is tell someone they love them. Number five is listen to something without headphones. Six is fart or burp openly. Seven is walk barefoot. Eight is do yoga stretches in the park. Nine is adjust your underwear. And number 10 is dance in the street. 62% of those same respondents said that they believe that everyone should be able to freely express themselves without judgment from others. I agree. Publishing the results of the survey as a part of the marketing campaign was to be able to encourage the people of the United Kingdom to feel encouraged to do what they want to do more freely without feeling like they need to be judged or get embarrassed by what they choose to do. It gives people a sense of fulfillment by being able to do so and provides a better quality of life. Being able to try something new, visiting a new place, laughing when something is funny, or even lip-syncing the words to a song you're listening to on the street are all great examples of expressing yourself without restraint. Now, here's the question. What do you wish you could do freely in public? Would it be to compliment a stranger or something else? Let us know by sending us an Instagram message or an email. So I really like this story. When I was in the Marines, I was stationed out in California, and one of the things that I picked up out there, which has been huge for my life, is to not let people judge me based off my appearance and to just kind of, like, wear things that I want. Mm -hmm. So that's really helped me to be uh, self, to express myself. And on that note, this weekend when we were going for a walk, my wife wanted to wear a hat, and she was like, I don't know if it'll look good, and I'm like, do you like it? She's like, yeah. And I like, does it feel comfortable? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, so who cares what other people think? You do you, girl. <laughs> well, okay. First off, the reason why I was hesitant to wear the shirt is because I didn't have a hair tie. So I was, like, scrunching up my hair to, like, fit in this hat because I wanted it off of me. Anyway, <laughs> yes, point being that, yes, I, I was a little bit self-conscious, but... I agree with you. Like, I feel like as long as you're not hurting people by what you're doing, you should be able to do whatever you want. And, and I, let's just say this. Doing whatever and not hurting people also includes yourself, right? So you're not enacting danger upon yourself or other people. I, I think you should be able to do whatever you want to do. No, I couldn't agree more. And this story also resonates with me for work because I have a coworker who a lot of her... Uh, early teenage years she was really repressed at her house and felt like she needed to conform to society so now as an adult she's rediscovering things that she steered away from as a teenager because of societal pressures and she's finding a bunch of things that she loves 
and it's really inspirational to see because it's like whoa how many things did i suppress as a young teenager or, or an older kid right that i just suppressed it because i thought that's not how society wants me to act and really it's just me projecting a projection back on myself right and i definitely agree with that like as i've come more into myself and figured out who I am and how I like to express myself as someone who's in their late 20s, I've definitely seen how society can shape a teenager who is so malleable to those things because they're so impressionable and they just want to fit in. So I definitely feel like it, it takes a lot of time to actually rewire your brain to say, no, it's okay. Like if <laughs> if I want to go and sing and dance in public, then I should be able to go and do that. Right. And like I want to be clear about this. It's not just teenagers, it's adults too. How many right. times have you tried something and someone makes a comment along the way of you doing it and you're like, "I'm never going to do this again." And it has nothing to do with whether or not you were enjoying the activity. It was somebody else's pressure being projected on you and how you receive that criticism that Right ruined what could have been a brand new hobby for you that you could be enjoying right now right so here's the question what would you do if you could feel like you could do anything yeah you i mean i feel like i live a pretty unrestrained life except for the bounds of being a good citizen and not harming anyone so there's nothing in particular that i can think of right now that i feel like i'm not doing well, that was a lame answer. So. Well, I mean, we we started this year off by knocking something off my long-term to-do list, which was starting a podcast about good news, so All right, well, I'm Chris, just riding a high for the year. Yeah, Chris doesn't feel societal pressure, apparently. So if I could pick anything and not feel self-conscious about it, I think it would be... So I listen to podcasts and music a lot when I'm out walking, walking the dog, whatever, and I definitely feel self-conscious because I, I do have eyes on me all the time, right? There's traffic, there's other people walking around. So I think what I would do if I didn't feel as self-conscious, and sometimes I do it, but sometimes I do feel restricted, is have the ability to laugh and react to what I'm listening to or, like, you know, mouth or sing along to the song that I'm listening to, especially if I really like that song. I definitely feel moments where I feel like I can't do that. So what I'm hearing is you want to wear a bubble suit so people <laughs> already think that you're crazy and it doesn't matter what you do on the inside of the suit. People are already like, oh, I don't know if I want anything to do with that. <laughs> there might be many good uses for that anyway. But no, I'd, I'd love it if you'd be able to do that in all seriousness. <laughs> so here's the question for all of you. What would you do? This next piece of goodness covers something that has been rising in popularity recently. Many people, when they're feeling sick, will take a sick day. But have you ever considered that when you're feeling burnt out and stressed out from work, that maybe you should take a mental health day so that you can readjust yourself, realign your goals, and come back to work feeling less stressed, less overwhelmed, and ready to focus on the tasks in front of you? So this article covers exactly that, and it goes into making the most of your mental health day should you choose to take one. There's a couple of key tenets in it, such as getting creative, and what it means by that is to spend time exploring your creative side even if you're not so good at it, because sometimes thinking about stuff creatively can help you solve problems, 
and even if it doesn't help you to solve the problem, if you're doing something that you find fun and, and enjoyable, it helps you to relieve stress, work through things that you might have been bottling up along the way. So another of the things is getting physical. It's the idea that going out and getting some exercise, whether it's running, weightlifting, Pilates, will help to improve your mood. And that's because of the good chemicals that are released in, into your body during exercise. Another just as important thing can be as simple as just getting outside, whether it's a walk on the beach, a walk through the woods, or just going out for a joyride with the windows rolled down. Getting out and being a part of nature helps you to realize that despite how big your problems might seem, you're just a small portion of the world and that the world will keep on ticking regardless of whether you solve your problems today or tomorrow. Boy, oh boy, do I have a lot to say about this. So I'm particularly passionate about this because I lead the employee engagement team for my group at work, and we've been really trying to tackle burnout. And we've even talked about burnout and mental health on this show a couple times now, and I really feel like a, a spotlight has been cast on it for the good, because I don't think we talk about mental health or burnout nearly as much as we need to, but I feel like a lot of companies and individuals are starting to talk about it and address it and make sure that their employees are taking mental health days, which is great because everybody deserves to take a break away from work because I don't know about you all, but I'm stressed out at work and I know that the majority of you are also stressed out at work and we deserve time off to, you know, relax our brains and actually do things that are away from that and fulfilling in other ways too. So to be the contrarian here, I love stress. <laughs> he does. He does love stress. I joined the Marines, arguably outside of Special Forces, the most <laughs> stressful branch of service and job that you can do, working under high pressure. After that, I chose to be an electrical engineer. The engineers that in high school when they learned about electricity were like, this is hard, and I barely get it. Fascinating. I want to learn it. Well, let me say this, though. Like, I know that stress does motivate people, and I get that. And it, it can be great in the short term to efficiently get things done. But chronic stress is not good for your body, right? And especially if you don't have the right tools to actually cope with it. So while stress can be useful to some people, you have to effectively use it and get rid of it. I wholeheartedly agree with that, and the point that I was getting to with all that, part of all that is, I love the stress 99% of the time, but there's that 1% of the time where I hit burnout, and I need to take some time off, I need some time to recuperate, and then I hop right back into it, and I'm all down for the stress again, but even someone like me who absolutely loves to live in stress, and in school I'd delay projects till as much as I could to make it more stressful for myself, which my wife is shaking her head about because some people view it as procrastination. And I'm like, this is when I work the most efficiently. And while it is a tight margin, it is a doable margin and it's quality work. But it, it's it's how I like to live. But at the same time, even I, in, under all those circumstances, and that's how I thrive, still need mental health days. And I've even taken a few at work. Yeah, and I think it's really easy to get lost your work or you know 
whatever else is going on in your life, like parenting or any other situation that you get yourself into. But I think it's really important to recognize that this life is fleeting and you have to take time for the other things that you love too and making time for yourself. I couldn't agree more. And one of my more favorite new quotes is most people look at like how much money they make and they're like, the amount that I earn is the most valuable thing. Hmm. And my new thing is the amount of money that you make is not the most valuable asset that you have. Time is the most valuable thing that you have. And every second of time that you spend is time that you can never get back. Very true. It is a resource that you only spend and the total amount that you have only ever decreases in value. Yep. It's a good motto to live by. So I'm like, I can work another job, I can earn more money if I'm not doing the things that I love, if I'm not living a life the way that I feel like I should, and this goes back to our not feeling restrained video, if I'm not doing all that stuff, I'm doing something wrong and I need to course correct. Those were our feel-good stories for the day, and we hope that we've been able to perk up your morning, or day, for the better. If you'd like to hear more about any of those stories, check out our links in the description box. We'll see you next time, and we hope that you hear good, do good, and spread good. Bye! Bye.